0: Hey, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having just as good a day as I am. I have been on the phone this morning with just some great, great network marketers. I love it. You know, I'm sitting there this morning. I was out walking and working out, and and I tell you, I've been doing a lot of of old martial arts stretching and and pushing because I'm I'm actually going for something that's uh, very unique, very different right now, and having a blast doing it. But here is the, here, here the interesting thing. Man, I, I do everything I have to do. I go over to sit down, have a cup of coffee, my phone rings. And I have been on the phone this morning working with great, great distributors in network marketing. It's what I love. It's what my passion is. Tomorrow I hit the road for ten days as I go and I speak. I love speaking a couple of places. I'm a keynote speaker. Others I'm just there as a, as a consultant to help out in some regulatory things. And it's a blast. And it fits right in line with what we're doing because the law of happiness is about living in the moment. Dr. Henry Cloud wrote a series of books. He's still writing them. The Secret Things of God. I just love that. But the subtitle is How Spiritual Wisdom and Modern Science Can Change Your Life. And today we're talking about happy, happy people don't wait for someday. See, that's the, that, I think that's the killer for all of us. We're waiting for someday. He starts us off. He says, I remember a friend of mine in graduate school whom I'm always trying to get to go play golf or take a ski trip with a bunch of us. He was a great guy and someone who we really would enjoy being around. But every time I asked, hey, would you like to do something, he'd say, I'd love to, but I have to. And then go on to explain how he had to finish whatever it was he was working on first. And then he'd be able to have some time to do some fun activities that we were recruiting him for. First, it was a paper, and and then he it was a thesis, and on and on and on. And finally, I realized that getting a document must be totally consuming for him. And maybe when he was finished, he'd be normal. And after graduate school, it just so happened he was settled in a town not too far from mine. And I thought, man, he's he's out of school now, and maybe we could just ask him, say, do you want to go with us for a weekend or or a trip to Mexico, or? And he'd out of school but he'd always say oh i got something else i'm doing and when i get done then maybe i can do that dr cloud says what i realized was that it was not the paper that had to be finished or the degree or the dissertation or the internship or even the license none of these were the way of his none of these were in the way of him having a life it was him he was in the way His mentality was in the way. He had a way of thinking that basically went, when blank happens, I will have a life. Fill in the blank, but blank never happens. It's always something because it was him. He had a future mindset about happiness. It was always in the future. It was never in the present. See, earlier we've talked about in the first three chapters of this book that if only I had something we'd be happy. Well, some people, they never get it because happiness it is it is a what mistake? What is it that they're really looking for they're never going to be able to achieve because it's always in the future? I tease my nine-year-old son all the time, and he'll say, Dad, can I do this? And I'll say, tomorrow. So the next day he'll say, Dad, can I do this? And I say, tomorrow. And he said, well, you said I could do it tomorrow. I said, yeah, but this is today. We We laugh and joke. But do you ever realize that tomorrow never comes? And so many times that's what people do. They think in tomorrows. When I get my degree, I will be able to enjoy life. When we finally get moved in, we'll be able to enjoy our new town. When I get through the project, I'll be able to enjoy myself again. When I get finished with my training, then I will have a new life. All this goes on and on and on and on and on. And the reality is it never happens. See, each of the above statements that Dr. Cloud mentions are just examples. They're how people feel about something in a timeline. And we all do this to some degree. What I've learned is the reality is people who think this way do not magically become happy when the whatever happens. They just keep looking for something else and something else. And something else. It's kind of like an addiction. People go out and get high, and they think, oh, that's going to be it. People go out and get drunk, and they think, oh, this is it. People go out and have sex, whatever the, whatever the addiction is. It never fulfills them. I, I had a conversation once, Kevin Lehman, a good friend of mine. He had out, he had overcome gambling and had written down. We were, we were sitting in a Waffle House one night, and he went through exactly the stages that he had. And I thought, wow, he's hit it. It was big to him. I mean, he broke through a paradigm. Sadly, most people don't. So that happiness never comes. So what about being happy now? See, happy people live in the moment. They practice all of the ingredients of what it takes to be happy today, right now, with what they're doing. doesn't mean that every circumstance is a happy circumstance. It means they've learned how to take it and work with it and work through it. Basically, they're fulfilled from the inside out, to be quite honest. You know, I I love this book because I love quoting Scripture. I like using it in my own life, and... One of the things that Jesus said was, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. See, words of wisdom. See, I I, I like to use the Bible because I know that even if people don't believe in the spiritual connotation to it, the practical implications of it should be able to help you out. And whereas in the Bible it tells us to plan for our future... It tells us truly that we need to live in the present. We need to focus on today. John Maxwell wrote a book called Today Matters, and it does. See, if all the time you're looking for the future, then you'll never be able to understand what's happening today. You'll never experience what you're missing yeah, I always found this interesting. Now, I, I never had this issue. Well, yeah, I did, too, until I joined the Marine Corps. And then you realize that if you keep waiting for tomorrow, every day is, well, it doesn't get easier. It got harder. And all of a sudden you realize, I better live in the moment become the best Marine that I can become. I used to, remember, I As a teenager, I'd say, you know, Jesus, I'm sure he's coming back because that's what the preacher says, but he probably won't come back in my lifetime because he hasn't come back yet, so I can just go live however I want to. Bad concept. Dr. Henry writes this. He says, today, or better yet, this moment, it all there is and all there ever will be. See, every time we breathe in, that could be the last moment. There's people that just breathe in and then they die. Brian Klemmer had that happen to him in his office of Clemmer & Associates, one of the greatest trainers out there. Dr. Cloud writes this. He says, Henry, has show, "Henry listen. research has shown that people's ability to focus on the moments they are experiencing right now, the joys, the pleasures of the present, actually make them happier and less stressed or depressed. And I thought about that for a minute, and I'm going to use two circumstances. ...that that truly define this. Number one is when a couple is making love. I'm going to use three examples. When you're making love with the person that you totally are enthralled with, your, your, your soulmate, everything around you just ceases. You live in the moment. When that person finally tells you, I'm pregnant, and you know that the two of you have made this gorgeous baby, nothing else around matters at the moment when you're sitting there in the delivery room and you hear that baby's voice for the first time nothing matters why is it we can't live in the moment all the time same thing happens when we eat jetty and i we got a meeting next tuesday he's my bodyguard he's 9 years old and he protects me when i go out in public some people hire hire bodyguards that wear black suits and all that good stuff, but Jetty's been trained by three of the best, his older brothers, Joshua, JT, and Dalton, and I trust him to always have my back. So we'll go out, and when we go out to eat, mom being in the hotel room, his sisters, nothing matters except the two of us in the moment. I'll be surrounded with, with people that want My name, they want my time, they want autographs, they want pictures, all this stuff. But right in the moment, it's just me and Jet. And we're planning our time together. Why can't we get that excitement back that we had as children? Why can't we stop worrying about tomorrow and let tomorrow worry about itself? See, people who are inclined to savor the moment... Is amazing. Dr. Sonia Lybomorski, I think is how you say this, one of the leading happiness scientists out there, put it this way People who are inclined to savor were found to be more confident, self confident, extroverted, and gratified, and less hopeless and uh, neurotic. Those skilled at capturing the joys of the present moment. Hanging on to good feelings, appreciating good things, are less likely to experience depression, stress, guilt, and shame. Exciting, living in the moment. It is amazing to me. She goes on to cite that people were given the exercise to savor two pleasurable experiences a day. Even mundane experiences... And others were asked to take a few moments to relish normal experiences and write about how they experienced them. Both had improvements in their moods and depression. Powerful. One of the things that turns my mood around is when I'm mowing the grass. When I was a kid, just the smell in the mornings of fresh mowed grass was just, uh, it was a great sensation. It was a freshness. So when I mow the grass, it, it's like a euphoric mood. It's sweaty, it's hot, it's dirty, but it's like, wow. I also don't want to jump in the pool when I'm done. See, this is important that we look at. See, too many times what happens is we have this avoidance to things. It's called the avoidance coping mechanism. Here's what Dr. Cloud writes. Much of people's inability to live in the present results from their trying to live in the future to avoid what they're experiencing right now. Now, they're like a little hamster on a on a chain, going around and around and around. Their behavior is often a coping mechanism that was developed early in their lives to avoid painful feelings or to give them the feeling of control over environments that were painful and stressful. It's interesting. We see this happen a lot to abused women and abused kids, and they they focus on the future. They. Focus Focus constantly on putting their minds so they don't have to deal with the pain. Back in my early years when I ran a bail bond company, I'd bond out prostitutes constantly. And in talking with them and learning and asking the questions, why are you in this trade? It was amazing the the mecca, I mean this just fits in now, I didn't know it then, but everything they did was for an avoidance. When I started bonding out high, uh, what they call high-class call girls, please don't take that wrong, but we were, we were bonding out women that worked for escort services controlled by organized crime. It was interesting because these women were just like the street hookers, only they were prettier. They weren't near as beat up. They hadn't had such a hard life. But as, as I started to get to know them, the same thing rang true. Everything they did was an avoidance. It was a control mechanism. They could control the environment around them. They controlled the men instead of the men hurting them. At least that's how they felt. I see the same thing in teenagers. Same thing in couples that are divorcing. An avoidance mechanism. we got to break that habit. Dr. Cloud says the... The Behavior is often a coping mechanism that's developed in their early years, but here's what Elsie he has to say about this, and I thought this was interesting. The problem is that now the coping mechanism from the past works against them, creating more stress and keeping them from achieving happiness in their present lives. Linda Lovelace did a series of porn movies in the seventies They were done. The reason I know this they were done in Kansas City at Swope Park and as she shared her testimony later in life she shared of the physical abuse and the trauma that she went through by her husband at the time in making those movies later when she got out of that to to change the life that she was living she ended up having to change that coping mechanism she had she had gained weight tremendously she had changed everything about her because she didn't want to be reminded of the pain And in doing so, she had alienated herself from even the man that she had fallen in love with and married. We all go through life doing this. At other times, we create trained stress triggers in our life. Dr. Cloud was in a leadership conference with the former Prime Minister of Great Britain, Tony Blair. And as he was talking to Tony, Tony says something. He says, interesting things about being in office that I've learned. He said, even years after being in office, when the hour rolls around where he was to be in front of the parliament, and if you guys have ever watched Parliament, you know that there's a time when they get together like Congress does, but they instead of instead of the president coming in and addressing them, the prime minister does, and they yell at him and scream, and he has to jump up and answer their questions. It's, it's hilarious to watch, but it's also a great sign that you can get from leadership. But he said, even now that I've been out of office all these years, when that hour rolls around, I feel my stress level go up. He goes, I get focused on it, and I get stressed out, and then I have to all of a sudden refocus and remind myself I'm no longer there. Now think about this yourself. Are there times when you've trained your mind to be on guard for what's coming, to live more there than you are living in the present? We all go through this. I've I've caught myself doing that around certain personality types. All of a sudden I'm 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 stressed, I'm living, I'm on edge, I'm thinking what's gonna be next instead of just living in the moment. In the book Ecclesiastes, it it says something like this. Well, actually it isn't in Ecclesiastes. This is this is more um um in Ephesians, not Ecclesiastes, so I'm sorry about that. But here's what Paul wrote. He said, Be very careful then How you live, not as unwise but wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. (laughs) See, if every day we know we're going to go through circumstances, then we need to be living for the moment. We need to be so focused on life that when a painful situation rolls through our lives, it doesn't affect our internal happiness. Well, we may be sad stressed, angry, hurt, frustrated. But that doesn't change our happiness. That's just a a euphoric feeling that comes in temporarily. And then it's dismissed. It's gone because we're living in the moment. We're making the most of every opportunity out there. Think about the fact this way. This is what Dr. Cloud says. If you are somewhere that is your life, that is where you are. That is the most important thing that could be happening right then, obviously, or you'd be somebody else or somewhere else. So live it. But to do that, you have to focus. It's a discipline. Most people don't even focus. They go through life kind of like on the highway. They're in the car. They're cruising down the road looking for adventure for whatever comes their way, and all of a sudden they're at their destination. They don't have a clue where, they got, where they've been. It's like a, a hypnotic state that they've been on. Paige goes through this sometimes. She gets stressed. She's got these trigger points. When she has a deadline coming up, she gets in her zone, and she writes. I don't see her for days. I mean, we're in the same room sometimes. But her, her mind and her body's like, not together. Kids, me, everything, because it's that deadline that's looming over her. Gets to a point where she gets so stressed out, she do not even like to write sometimes. Once she figured out what she was doing and she got herself caught up in that, she realized, I've got to do things different and started living it differently. In other words, she started savoring life. See, living in the present will make your stress go down and your happiness go up. The discipline of savoring, as the researchers call it, is simply focusing on the full, focusing on and fully tasting life. Feeling your feelings, noticing what's around you, celebrating the good things, and before long, you're enjoying life. I I remember going to church once and somebody saying, church, spirituality shouldn't be about emotion. Crying out loud. It's about relationships. How in the heck can you not have emotions attached? I want to have a good feeling in church. Every time I go to a church and all it is is stained glass windows and a bunch of frowning people, it's like, well, this sucks. Who the heck wants to come here? Maybe that's why certain organizations got bad names. we got to savor life. Listen to this. This is what Proverbs, in the old book of Proverbs, I believe it's Solomon that wrote this, the king of, of Israel. Listen to this. There is nothing better for a man than to enjoy his work. When God gives any man wealth and possessions and enables him to enjoy them, to accept his lot and be happy with his work, that's a gift from God. How many years a man may live, let him enjoy them all. I don't care if it's man or woman. You can you can put in whatever you want. But the exciting part about this is that we are given our lot in life. Sadly, most of us never live it. We never fulfill what we were created to fulfill. See, even if you don't believe in God, which is cool, you were born for a purpose. You were born for something. I mean, two people just didn't say, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, out pops a baby. Now you figure it out You're on your own. And if you believe that, then crying out loud, you're freaking more mixed up than I am. Everybody's born for a purpose. Even the law of attraction talks about that. So if we're born for a purpose, if we're born with a lot in life and we're to enjoy that lot, why in the Sam Hill aren't we? Why is it we're always trying to compare ourselves to others? I was on the phone with a good friend of mine this week. He was all excited because he's found a new company. He's gonna work it, he's gonna build it, he's he's just stoked to no end. I'm proud of him, I'm I'm excited about him. He said, Troy, man, I just love this company because everybody wears affliction shirts like you and me. They're normal. See, that's his lot in life. Just to hang out and chill out, not to not to wear a suit and a tie and be all weird looking. He looks good in uniform, he's a stud. But he understands enjoying life and not comparing yourselves to others. Then I have another friend that looks at me and says, Troy, you're supposed to have a suit and tie on when you're speaking in public. It's like, no, I'm not. I wouldn't be able to speak in public. I'd choke. I just want to be me." Too many times people don't get their lot in life. Don't get me wrong. I've had the custom shirts, the custom clothes, wore Dior from my socks to my shirts, had my girls all christened in the Christian Dior. It isn't about that. It's about changing lives. It's about living your lot in life. Knowing what your lot is would help. Listen to this. So how are you doing In regards to enjoying each moment and realizing that your moments and experiences make up your life. No matter what you're counting on happiness or no matter what you're counting on happening later or what you're expecting to make you happy, the reality is that you are where you are now and learning to savor the experiences you have need to be the key to acquiring a happiness mindset. If Jesus was walking the face of the earth today, he probably wouldn't be walking the face of the earth any different than he was 2,000 years ago. Because the majority of the daggum churches today are just like the doggone temple was back then, full of pompous, arrogant, egotistical hypocrites. I can say that because I was one. We want to judge everybody else. Because we're not happy. Because we're not living in the moment. Maybe it's time. No matter no matter what you're doing, you just start living in the moment. My daddy's this way. He gets in a pissy mood when all he has to do is sit around all day. You put him in front of a computer screen where he can just let his mind start to work and, and he can focus and, and he can mess with the computer and probably screw up 14 million things because we laugh all the time because we both do that man he just he's in he's in heaven he he man he's the calmest round mom he he's just doing things that he enjoys. start doing things you enjoy, start having a happiness mindset. my mom now here's my mom for you and 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 this is where I get some of my quirkiness i think when she when she decides she's had enough, I'm done, I'm tired, just leave me alone. you know what she does. Now, she doesn't do it necessarily in this order, but here's what she does. She gets an ice cream cone, and she goes to a cemetery. You know why? It's quiet in a cemetery, and it's beautiful in a cemetery, and it's relaxing in a cemetery, and people aren't there talking to you in the cemetery. you got to admit, she's a little quirky, but she's eating that ice cream. She's talking to Jesus. She's having her time. Her and the Holy Spirit just hanging out doing their thing. See, everybody can figure out how to live in the happiness, live in the moment, get away from the stress, and eat an ice cream. Even if you're in Bysalis and you're in the challenge and you're losing weight, eat some ice cream. See, this is what makes us all different. But you've got to focus on your life. See, if you're not going to focus on your life, then you're never going to get in the happiness mindset. Think about it this way: your life consists of the experiences you have with the people you love, and the matters of your heart, mind, and soul. My mom has been so blessed over the years. A few years ago, when her little brother died, she got to be by his side. A few days later when her sister died, she had been by her side, had spent almost two weeks with her two siblings. Not everybody gets that. A lot of times you're a million miles away. You never get to be there to love on them as they go into eternity. I've always thought about that because I didn't get to see my Uncle George, and he was my favorite uncle, before he passed away. I thought, what a cool experience for my mom. Now, over the years, my little brother and I have grown apart. Love him, just accept him for the nutty guy that he is. Wouldn't trade him for a million bucks. A couple million, maybe, not a million. We weren't as close as my mom and her family ever was. I look at my own sons, and they're not close at all, not, not any of them. And I think, wow. Now, they're all happy and living their life, but I know that if they something happens to them and they pass away, they'll all think back, and man, I wish I'd have spent some more time. See, they're not living in the moment either. See, I'm going to say this again. Your life consists of the experiences you have with the people you love and the matters of your heart, mind, and soul. That's why every morning I get up and I'm, I walk on the beach or I go up and I work out at Morgan's. And it's just me and the Holy Spirit, man. We're just hanging out, chilling like my mom in the cemetery. And I think to myself, man, what a beautiful place. I live on an island. I live in the most traveled to destination, well, second most traveled to destination in Florida. People save all year long for a week or two's vacation and I get to live here 24-7, 365. People pay me to come speak to other people. I I have a beautiful life. People pay me good money to consult on starting businesses or, or changing their business model. People value my opinion, and yet if I didn't live in the moment, I'd never get that. Am I any less stressful than you are? Absolutely not. Man, I go through hell some days. I've got six kids, a million grandkids, a wife, a business partner that's my wife. That's even worse. And yet I wouldn't change any of it because I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm living in the moment. I'm living my lot in life. That's what you need to do. Hey, guys, we're off the air for a week. But you can pick up our shows in the archives, and you can also listen to some awesome shows at the Home Business Radio Network, you can download the app, listen to it on your iPhone or your Android, doesn't matter what. We will be back on uh, August 1st. I'm excited. We're going to finish up this series. In the interim, check out our blog, mlmhelpdesk.com. And remember this, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if anything else, I want you to be happy. So start living in the moment. We'll see you soon. Bye now.